Today, we're pleased to share with you an audio essay written and read by Jen Oshman, entitled, 10 Reasons It's Good to Be a Girl. Jen Oshman's new book is Cultural Counterfeits, Confronting Five Empty Promises of Our Age and How We Were Made for So Much More. Ten Reasons Why It's Good to Be a Girl by Jen Oshman When I looked around my church one recent Sunday, I saw what the vast majority of churches bear witness to every week. More women than men. Actually, the Christian church has always been majority female. It's ironic because the secular world frames Christianity as sexist, when, in fact, Jesus and his church have always been unapologetically pro-female. The Evangelical Protestant Church in the United States is currently 55% female and 45% male. When I tell my friends these statistics and historical realities, they are always shocked. There is a gnawing, often unspoken idea that boys have it better than girls. Granted, when it comes to outward beauty and ability, hooking up, abortion, gender and sexuality, and marriage and motherhood, Women and girls do face a unique set of cultural circumstances that our brothers do not face. These disparities are not imagined. However, the inherent dignity, the intrinsic value, and the worth of a woman are not less than a man's. We are wonderfully made. Psalm 139.14 This is no attempt to trumpet girl power or to deny the immeasurable goodness of our brothers. This is a heralding of what's true. Girlhood is good. This truth is worth examining and expressing because second wave feminism has declared that in order to be equal to men, women have to be the same as men. Rather than rejoicing over the uniqueness of women, the male body and male roles were normed. That was a deadly miscalculation. We in the church should be the loudest voice in our world to rehearse all the ways it's good to be a girl. We know the God who made us, And we know he made us very good. Expressing this truth should be a top priority for us, as it directly pertains to more than half the church. Why is it good to be a girl? Here are 10 answers to that question. Number one, created by God. The first reason it's good to be a girl is that we are created by a good, beautiful, and true God. He is merciful and relational, and he delights in you and me. Because we live in a culture that insists we are self-made, it's worth repeating that we are creatures with a creator. Remembering and realigning ourselves to the truth that we are God-made is a necessary spiritual discipline in the 21st century. Without this foundational truth, everything else goes awry. If you and I cannot admit and rejoice in the reality that our lives have an author, then we will never fully thrive. The abundant life comes through Jesus and only Jesus, John 10.10. In her poem, What is a Woman? Jackie Hill Perry says, If you asked me, what is a woman? I would simply tell you, ask God who made her. When we seek to understand who we are, we must always remember whose we are. And knowing whose we are is very good news indeed. Number two, created to image God. The second reason it's good to be a girl is that we are created in the image of our good God. We are Imago Dei, created to reflect him, to take after him. 
In her book, In His Image, Bible teacher Jen Wilkin shares 10 ways God calls us to reflect his character. God is holy, loving, just, good, merciful, gracious, faithful, truthful, patient, and wise. Of course, we will never fully image these attributes because we are not sinless as God is. But as the saying goes, like father, like daughter. We thrive when we walk in his design. There is no greater source of dignity or joy or worth than to be created a Mago Dei. The almighty creator of the universe made us female to take after him. This was his doing, his design, his good plan. Women are not afterthoughts or second best or evolutionary byproducts. Our good God set out with intention, knowing his image was not complete in Adam alone to make you and me. Number three, created for community. The third reason it's good to be a girl is that we were made for community. After the Lord God created Adam from dust and breathed his own breath into the man's nostrils, he declared it was not good for Adam to be alone. Eve was made from Adam's rib, and God commanded the two to be fruitful and multiply. Just as our God lives in community, the Trinity, so he created us to live in community. In our self-focused and fiercely individualistic age, it's another necessary spiritual discipline to remember that we were not created for ourselves, but for one another. Author Wendy Alsop says, From the earliest words of God over humanity, we see that even in perfection, one by himself could not attain the full good that God intended for him. God's vision for our good is communal, The flourishing of communities is necessary for the flourishing of the individual. It is good for women and for everyone when we live in light of each other. We were made to have compassionate hearts, to display kindness, humility, meekness, and patience, and to bear with one another in love. Colossians 3, 12 through 13. This is our calling. This is our true composition as God's creatures. Number four, created with a unique calling. The fourth reason it's good to be a girl is we have a unique and compelling calling. Right after the Lord said, it is not good that the man should be alone. He said, I will make him a helper fit for him. Genesis 2.18 Our 21st century sensibilities bristle immediately at the word helper. Helper feels so secondary, like Adam needed an assistant, someone to take care of the inconsequential stuff. The original language and biblical context of Eve's creation should shape how we view our gender and our design. The word for helper is etzer in the original Hebrew language. Etzer shows up 21 times in the Old Testament, including 16 times as a description of God himself. Obviously, our God is not secondary, nor is he inconsequential. As Alsop points out, God, sovereign Lord of the universe, is our helper, and he created woman to reflect this aspect of him. If we hold on to the dominant cultural attitude that being a helper is a substandard identity, we mock the name of God and his character. The role of helper is one he willingly embraces. Whether in our homes, neighborhoods, workplaces, churches, or anywhere else, we are meant to be protectors, deliverers, shields, comforters a help to those God has placed with us. 
It's hard to imagine a more dignified calling or a more exciting role for us in creation. Look around you right now. Who can you help? Who needs your protection and care? Who can you defend or triumph? Who can you comfort? This is your calling. Walk in it. Number five, created for redemption. The fifth reason it's good to be a girl is that we are redeemed. Through the work of our Savior, the gospel re-images us. While the Lord's image in us was marred by the fall, it is re-imaged in us through Jesus. When you and I surrender to the love and mercy of Jesus Christ, he begins to transform us from the inside out, and we become a new creation. 2 Corinthians 5.17 Jesus, our rescuer and redeemer, paves the way to our restoration. There is no greater love, no greater mercy, no better gift. We are not alienated forever from the God who made us. Instead, Jesus came low to serve, to help you and me. In What is a Woman? Hill Perry says, They say, submission sounds like servant. They say, that sounds like something to rebel against. I say, ain't it funny that servant is repulsive to everyone but God? And we wonder why we can't recognize his face. When we bristle at the idea of serving and helping, we bristle at the very character of our God. Jesus came not to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. Matthew 20, 28. You can see his kindness and servant's heart toward women in countless stories. What we see in Jesus is not only the God who made us and the rescuer who saves us, but also the kind and compassionate teacher who leads us. As the redeemed, we increasingly re-image Jesus to a watching world, serving others that they may come to know him too. Number six, created to reconcile. The sixth reason it's good to be a girl is that we have a holy mission before us. We are in that already but not yet place in history. Christ has already come and brought redemption, but he has not yet returned, so we await restoration. But as we wait, we have a calling, a sacred vocation. In this already but not yet time, we are called to go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations. We women are as diverse as our God is creative. Our ministries vary as much as our hair color, body type, and style preferences. But we must all love God and love others by going and telling. The Christian life is meant to be an adventure, a joy, a faith-requiring endeavor. Without faith, it is impossible to please God. Hebrews 11.6 To be a Christian girl or woman is to be called to have great faith and to do hard things. That may be in your living room or it may be in a land overseas. But either way, your vocation is far from ho-hum. Where are you pursuing your ministry of reconciliation? Who are you telling about the love and mercy of Jesus? Number seven, the sisters before us. The seventh reason it's good to be a girl is we have a multitude of examples of God-fearing, God-loving, God-honoring women who have gone before us. Their stories are recorded in scripture and remind us that while our lives are brief, God's work in us is eternal. We are threads in his hands as he weaves the beautiful tapestry of his kingdom across time and space. God works through all kinds of personalities and circumstances. There's Sarah, 
who was old and barren and yet conceived and gave birth to Isaac. She teaches us that God can do the impossible and use us for his purposes, even when we disbelieve and even when we think we are physically incapable. Genesis 21. And further on in the Old Testament, I moved by Deborah, Israel's strong and godly leader, Judges 4, and Jael, the Israelite woman who killed an enemy by driving a tent peg through his temple, also Judges 4, and Ruth, who was devoted to her mother-in-law and became the great-grandmother of King David, Ruth 1-4. through I could go on about Rahab, Hannah, Abigail, Bathsheba, Esther, and many others. The New Testament gives us Jesus' own biological mother, Mary, who said, I am the servant of the Lord. Let it be to me according to your word. Luke 1.38 Anna, the 84-year-old prophetess and widow, blessed the baby Jesus in the temple after waiting for his arrival for many decades while worshiping, fasting, and praying day and night. Luke chapter 2. There's Tabitha, a woman full of good works and acts of charity, Acts 9. Mary and Lydia, who supported and hosted the early church, Acts 12 and 16. And so many more women listed in Paul's letters, who proclaimed Christ and served the church. We have many awe-inspiring examples of imperfect women, many in unspeakably difficult circumstances, who served our perfect God before us. May their names rise in your heart with a crescendo. Look how good it has always been to be a girl. God loves us, makes us his own, and uses us for his glory and the good of his people. Number eight, the sisters next to us. The eighth reason it's good to be a girl is there are countless ways we can be at Zares here and now for God's glory and for the flourishing of our communities. Like the long list of women above, we each live in a unique time and place, and everything we have and experience, even down to the breath in our lungs, is a gift and purposely designed by God. Acts chapter 17, 25 and 26. This is an exciting time to be alive. As redeemed saints, we await our Savior. As women in the 21st century, we have access to myriad resources. How will you combine your holy calling with all that you have? How will you steward the resources and place God has you to care for his creation and proclaim his goodness? In what specific way will you go and tell others about him? I am inspired and spurred on by many friends. My friend Robin leverages her current calling to singleness on the mission field by sharing Christ with neighbors who come from all corners of the globe to her urban metropolis. My friend Sandra uses her education and wisdom to care for marginalized students in one of our nation's most diverse and impoverished communities. My friend Kate is an adoptive mom with a household full of children with special needs. Kara proclaims Christ in her role in state politics. Lori is an ambassador for Jesus around her kitchen table as she daily tells her preschool-aged children about Jesus. Naomi is a Muslim cultural background follower of Jesus who relentlessly shares the gospel with her mom. Sherry and her husband are empty nesters who opened an orphanage overseas. Brenda, my mom, teaches English to newly arrived refugees. And my friend Sarah repeats the gospel over and over by faith to her mom, who lives in a nursing home. It's good to be a girl because we are not called to a run-of-the-mill Western lifestyle. We were not made for the safety, security, comfort, and ease of the American dream. 
anything we do in the name of the Lord Jesus for his glory and the good of others is a divine adventure. These women remind me that we were made for the abundant life in Christ. Number nine, the sisters coming up after us. The ninth reason it's good to be a girl is that we get to proclaim the goodness of our God to the girls coming up after us. It's our voice that will shape the next generation. My husband and I have heard, it's a girl, three times, and we adopted one more, making a total of four little women in our home. Mark's favorite joke is to say he's in full-time women's ministry. But honestly, he is, and so am I, and so are you, if you know any little girls. It's one thing to be a girl. It's another thing altogether to raise them. I've never wanted to get anything so right in my life. You and I have the privilege of reading through the pages of God's word and satisfying our souls with a feast of grace and truth. In those pages, we see God's grand story, and we find the stories of other women woven through. We also find our own story, and we find our daughter's stories as well. We are part of a spiritual lineage, the genealogy of God's people. Just like the women above who lived in Bible times, we and the girls after us are generations in God's eternal family. Number 10, we will prosper. And finally, the 10th reason it's good to be a girl is that our God will ensure that we prosper. Throughout scripture, we see a promise that those who belong to the Lord will prosper. Psalm 1 instructs us to not listen to the wicked, the sinners, and the scoffers, but delight instead in God and his word. Our God, who dwells within us, will make you and me like trees planted by streams of water. As we abide in him, we will yield fruit in season, and our leaves will not wither. All that we do will prosper. Psalm 1, verses 2 and 3. In God's presence, there is fullness of joy. Psalm 16, 11. Life abundant and everlasting, John 10, 10 and 28. Let's reject the empty promises of our age and embrace instead the God who satisfies our longing souls and fills you and me with good things. Psalm 107, verse 9. This really is the best story. We were made for so much more. That was 10 Reasons is Good to Be a Girl, written and read by Jen Oshman. For more, be sure to check out her book with Crossway, Cultural Counterfeits, Confronting Five Empty Promises of Our Age and How We Were Made for So Much More. Pick up a print copy of the book for 30% off or get the ebook or audiobook for 50% off directly from Crossway by visiting crossway.org plus. That's crossway.org plus. For more audio content like this, subscribe to the Crossway Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcast player. If you enjoyed this episode, consider sharing it with a friend and leaving us a review. Crossway is a not-for-profit Christian ministry that exists solely for the purpose of proclaiming the truth of God's word through publishing gospel-centered content. Visit us today at crossway.org.